This is Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool, nerdy happenings at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond. From books and concerts to search engines and story times, the library nerds are in and ready to show you that being a nerd can be cool. Get ready, get set, get nerdy. Welcome back to another episode of Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool things happening at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond from the people who know it best, library nerds. I'm Marty Ackett, the adult programming coordinator for Peter White Public Library, and coming back for her three-peat appearance in the guest nerd chair is Jenny Kilpola, Communications Coordinator for Peter White. Welcome back to the podcast, Jenny. Thanks for having me. I love talking about books. Now I do too, and I'm so happy to be visiting with you again. I know that um, I've been uh, keeping you pretty busy recently um, because of the NEA Big Read, but um, you know I'm always excited to talk with you. Uh, for the listeners out there, Jenny and I spend a lot of time talking with each other um, as communications coordinator, Jenny is in charge of spreading the word about everything that happens at the library, from upcoming events and new books to all the resources available for visitors to Peter White. Basically, if it's library nerd cool, Jenny is talking about it. And Jenny has been instrumental in helping me publicize all the things connected with the NEA Big Read this fall. Now, I know you have another word you want to share with listeners of the podcast today, but before we do that, we're going to play a round of Word on the Nerd. So you've already provided your library nerd origin story for the first time you were here in the guest nerd chair. The last time you were here, you talked about one of your favorite things about being a library nerd at Peter White. Today, I'm going to ask you three library nerd questions about yourself, and you have to answer them for listeners. So, Jenny, are you ready to play? Word on the nerd. All right, here's your first question, Jenny. What is one book that everyone loves that you can't stand? Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, this is this is uh, putting me in the hot seat right away. Mm-hmm. There's not many books I can't stand. Now, I did read The Kite Runner, mm-hmm. and I don't think I could ever read it again. Is I mean, it because you it didn't like it? or It was just really hard. It was yeah. hard. Um, my heart just broke. I felt so, I mean, I could really just um, connect. Mm-hmm. And I don't it, know that, that I, it, it just really broke my heart. Those, I don't know if I could two put kids myself there and the, Yeah, it's, it's, so it's a tough I, tough I have a hard book. time recommending it to people, mm-hmm. not because I don't think the, it, it's great, but because I, can't, I just can't. Did you read his second mm-hmm. book that he, oh, see, the second book is just as tough. Yeah, yeah it focuses on. And I'm on, not saying we shouldn't read th- tough right. things. I do all the time. It just really, to have a child so vulnerable, mm-hmm. to hear about that, um, it's really, really tough. Well, and I, and I, I haven't. I love that book. I've taught that book in, in at at Northern in a good books class, but um, the movie I have not been able to watch that movie because I mean it's. I, I think it's a different kind of experience to view it visually. But yeah, that is a really, really tough book. I can recommend it for yeah. people, but you have to prepare yourself for sure. that. So. That's not necessarily one that I hate. I'm sorry. That was well, that's one that I can't necessarily recommend now. 
we were talking about series that mm. I um that people love that I'm like Ugh. um and that would definitely be Twilight for me. Mm. I just I couldn't I've never tried to read it. I, I hadn't heard good things and the, I heard just enough not great things that I've never tried. Yeah, um I I don't know if I'm ashamed to say it, but I have read that series. Um simply because well, and it's because <laughs> At the time, you know, when that it came out, my daughter was in that right at that age sure. where she was she wanted to read it. And so I thought, okay, I'm gonna read this and find out what's good about it. It's um it's not great literature, you know. I'm and um Stephanie Meyer knew what she was doing. She knew who her audience was. Um so uh not yeah, I'll just leave it there. It's not the it's not the best series in the world. Um, so I, I I don't fault you for that one. So okay, we're gonna move on to question number two. What is the last book you've read that made you cry? Probably a picture book. Mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot of. I still do read a lot of juvenile fiction because mm-hmm. you know I worked in the youth services section for quite a while and yeah. Um, I just love that body of literature. Mm-hmm. So I still grab quite a bit from there. Um, and I've read, I just read Angeline Bully's newest. Oh yeah. Yeah. The um, firekeeper's daughter. That, yeah, that did yeah. not make me cry. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say sitting with my children on my lap, reading them a book has definitely, um, yeah. because there's just these sweet mother child connections mm-hmm. and my kids are growing so fast. So yeah. I can't place one right offhand. Um, but that would probably be what it was. Okay. So children, and that, I totally get that because there are some books now that I mean, cause my son is 13 now, my daughter is going to be 21 in December, but there are some books that I can still pick up and read it and remember reading it to them. So yeah, and that, it'll still get me. Okay. All right. So here's your third and last question. What is one classic book? that you're ashamed to admit that you've never read. Yeah. So (laughs) I have never read um, the Odyssey. The Odyssey by Homer. Okay. That's, um, that's a big one, you know, because so many books that uh, sort of emulate that book. Right. You know, they reference it. And I think, did you ever read, did you read Cold Mountain? That's a, it's a civil war book about a guy who's off at the civil war and he ha- he deserts the army and comes back. Charles Frazier wrote it. Okay. That was like a big, and that was the Odyssey. It was like a total retelling of the Odyssey. And I love like the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Sure. Oh, One yeah. of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And that's all, that's okay. all the Odyssey. Well, so maybe I'll have to you need to, you time. need to do it. It's, you know, it, you, you have to, sure. but um, I'm always willing to try. I just haven't. It's not well, there is reason other than there's a lot of classics. Well, and I will admit, okay, since you admitted that one, <laughs> I will admit this one. I have tried so many times to make it through The Handmaid's Tale, okay. and I've never been able I've to make it through that. that. Yeah, it's um, I I don't know if it's the subject matter, and I, I I mean I know Margaret Atwood is a really great great writer, but you know I just for some reason that and you know everybody's like Gaga over the Netflix series and stuff sure. like that, and which I haven't seen. Yeah, and I haven't seen it either. Got got gets all kinds of Emmys and everything, and sure. I just haven't done it. You know, there's something when somebody tells me I should read a book. Same thing. I, I It will take me two and three years to finally go. And then when I read it, I go, oh, my God, this is so good. I resisted Harry Potter. Oh. It wasn't until I started working here. And then I thought, well, I 
I need to know what this is so that I can, when people come and ask me and parents ask yeah. about things, I can tell them mm -hmm. this is so popular. So I, I went through the whole series, you know, in like two weeks. See, <laughs> and I read that them was, all. That was a really smart thing. And I was like, thing. why did I skip this? But that was a really smart thing because you didn't have to go through the pain of waiting, waiting like one and two years oh, my between were books. Like, this isn't fair. We had to wait for them to come exactly because <laughs> I remember waiting in line at midnight to get my copy of those books. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean that was probably a smart way of doing it. But yeah, I when somebody says, "Oh my gosh, you got to read this book," I'm like, "Yeah, no, I really don't have to read it." So I I have. So what to... I need to do is say, Marty, you should never read this book. It's terrible. And then I would probably okay. go, "Oh come on." Yeah, and then I'd go out and get it and read it. But yeah, I mean, I've had people like literally give me books that they love for Christmas and it would sit on my shelf for two or three years before I pick it up. So, um, so they, okay, since we're all about confessions, that's what I do. So, all right, we have come to the end of another game of Word on the Nerd, this time with Jenny Kilpola, Communications Coordinator for Peter White Public Library. And now, Jenny, it's time for you to do what you do best. Why don't you give us the word? Jenny, what would you like to talk about today? <laughs> you know, I was thinking about our YouTube channel, which mm -hmm. we've had for a while. Um, we started really utilizing it during the pandemic because mm -hmm. Sarah, our youth librarian, um, was able to record a lot of programs and do read-alongs and mm -hmm. let kids um, join her for programming. Right, yeah. Because when the pandemic started, we really weren't doing anything like that. Mm -hmm. And now uh, you're able to live stream programs. We have all that equipment. And so YouTube really provides us a platform that doesn't need a login. Mm -hmm. um, you don't. You can just go to the address right. and watch. And I think there's going to be benefit for a lot of people when it becomes winter and it's night and, and wintry, wintry, <laughs> you know, snowy stormy. and icy Sometimes and everything. You just don't want to go out. So you mm -hmm. can watch it in real time right? or watch it later. Mm -hmm. So I think recorded programs, which we're using the YouTube platform for, is just going to be a, a really great thing for our PWPL patrons mm -hmm. and really, um, I kind of see it as almost like a, you know, public service, almost like P a PBS yeah. show that just like, here it is. Here's the local programs that we offer and anybody can enjoy them. Yeah. yeah. And I really think it's exciting. Well, and, and I think, I mean, not too many good things have come out of the pandemic mm -hmm. or are coming out of the pandemic because we're still in the pandemic. Right. right. But I mean, this is one thing that I think, it has taught us new ways to connect with yeah. people. And like for even for the NEA Big Read, I mean, just uh, there's there's so much packed into those days. And some people I, I know what's happening is that they get NEA Big Read fatigue, maybe. I don't know where they were like, oh, my God, there's another event. But then you have that ability to like, I don't want to do this event tonight, but now you can go and watch it on YouTube and it's there. And um, I think YouTube is great too, because you don't have to have a Facebook account. Sure. So um, all you got to do is go to Peter White Public Library, just type in that in a YouTube search and all of those events are going to be there. So yeah. And for this is a plug too. You need to follow 
the YouTube channel for Peter White Public Library. You know, we only have a few people that are that are like subscribers to it, but we need to get more and more subscribers to it because that's just going to uh, enhance our ability to spread all of these programs. Uh, so, yeah. So there you go. YouTube people, you need to go to our channel and see everything that's on there. There's some really, really great, great videos there. And there's going to and you're going to keep on seeing that grow and grow and grow. Um, because we do have that live streaming ability now. And with Zoom, all of the um, Zoom programs, or most of them, um, are recorded and put on that YouTube channel. So don't need to worry about Facebook. Just go to YouTube. So Yeah, when you're up at 2 a.m. and need something to need do. Need something to do. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, that's what I, I would do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's great programming. There's so many things we have going on. I mm -hmm. cannot make it to them all, even right. if I wanted to come yeah. here so often. yeah. And there's a lot of things I'm like, man, I wanted to go to that. And mm -hmm. now I can watch it. Yeah, so. absolutely. You know, and um, and like you said, we just got that equipment for live streaming. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be live streaming to YouTube. So even if you like in the middle of winter or even when you're too tired to get in your car and go out again to the library or something, you're going to be able to watch that uh, program uh, in real time. Um, as long as the person who's operating it knows what he is doing, <laughs> which is not always, uh, doesn't always happen, but you know, I think we're doing great. I think we're doing really, we had talked about live streaming before the pandemic started, like, okay, could we, what are the implications of live streaming a program mm -hmm. with copyright and like, yeah, let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. And I'm yeah. so excited yeah. um, because we had been talking about it, mm -hmm. but then so many people, um, have been teaching each other through the pandemic. Like yeah. you said, this is a great thing to come out. Like, this is how we do it. This, let's get this done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been a real group effort. Yeah. And um, now that we have the equipment, you're going to see, like we said, even more and more of that. Um, I know that we have a program coming up this coming Monday, um, April Lindela for the NEA Big Read. And we're going to live stream that to YouTube so people can hear that. Um, and, you know, there's going to be Christmas concerts coming up. Uh, there's a big thing. Tuba Christmas is coming in December. And if you don't know what Tuba Christmas is, boy, are you in for a treat. You're talking like 25 or 30 tubas in one space playing Christmas songs. It's something that I've never experienced in my life, but I will be experiencing it because we're going to be doing the live stream for um, for that event from the um, Marquette Regional History Center. So um, it will be um, an experience that I will probably never forget as long as my eardrums. Uh, it's going to be a loud experience because that place is big and it echoes. So I, mean, I think it's going to be fantastic. So, all right. Well, there you have it, faithful listeners. You've just heard the word from the word expert, Jenny Kilpola, communications coordinator for Peter White Public Library. But before I let you out of the guest nerd chair, Jenny, you know what you have to do. In the office, we're always talking about how many books we have sitting on our desks, in our book bags, on our nightstands. And I have this too, inside my cars. I've got like uh, my car, I've got like two and three and four books all the time. So you never know when you need a book. So it's, it's one of the hazards or perks of being a library nerd. So Jenny, what is one book you would recommend? Off the Shelf. Jenny, what have you been reading that's good? So I was looking through one of my daughter's book orders last week and saw J.K. Rowling had a new book, and oh, I had yeah. no idea. <laughs> so I looked 
up the book and the publication date was um, last Tuesday. Mm. And I think it was Tuesday. And so I thought, well, I could get it through her book order, right. which would benefit the school. But then she might see it, which would ruin it if I wanted it for a Christmas, Christmas present. Yeah. So I ran down to Snowbound and I bought it. And I have no shame in saying I read her Christmas present and have now hidden it. Yeah, yeah. The Christmas Pig. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a, just a delightful book about a young boy who has this pig um, with him since he can have since he has memory, you know, since he's mm-hmm. like two years old and the pig becomes lost. Um, he, through a series of events, um, you learn about his life up until that point and his stepsister is angry with him and chucks it out the window of the moving car mm. and they can't find it. So he wakes up on Christmas in that's Christmas Eve. He wakes up in the middle of the night and hears voices and it's all of the stuffed animals who've come to life and the replacement pig, his sister has bought him, um, says, I, it's daring, but we're going to go to the land of lost things. Mm. And so J.K. Rowling has created this whole place where all lost things, not just toys, anything. I mean, this little boy meets, yes, he meets (laughs) it all. And there's these different villages in the land. So things that are missed live Mm -hmm. in a separate island from things that people um, misplaced but don't care about anymore. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, oh, I can't think of the name of the objects, but the things no one wants mm. and they get sent out to the wastelands. They're not allowed to oh live in the village. Gosh. And there's this um, evil creature called the loser, mm. which is what the boy calls his sister. That gets the loser. The, the of course. The of course. I would too. Um, um, brother <laughs> and sister. And um, he captures the, the things in the wasteland that no one wants. Mm. And it's not something that you want to happen. Now the boy, you know, having a living thing in the land of, the lost things is not mm. great. And there's all these rules and the loser makes the rules. And if you break a rule, then he gets to break a rule and he cheats and mm. they're trying to find his lost pig. So they go on an adventure on Christmas Eve. And um, it's just wonderful. I mean, mm. she is just such a talented writer. Yeah. And the emotions, I mean, I told you about the boy um, who his parents get divorced when he's little and he talks, he says he, he can tell his pig and the pig understands. Mm. Um, and just these feelings that I really think even kids as young as four who can yeah. sit and listen to a chapter book up to eight are going to really relate to. I think older kids will too, but this mm. is really something that I can, you know, hand, hand to, to a kindergartner and it's not that scary enough that they're going to have bad dreams. So it was well written. My daughter won't be hearing this, so I'm not ruining her Christmas There you program. go. She, she doesn't have the capability. <laughs> Wait, you just talked about this on your podcast. <laughs> so um, watch. This is the week she'll ask about it. <laughs> Listen to Marty. Um, but it was just wonderful. Mm. I devoured it in, in a morning. You know, it's, really, it's really easy to devour J.K. Yes. Rowling. Yes, it is. You know, it, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've read, I've read a couple of her mysteries, which are really, really right. incredibly readable as well. Yes. Um, so, and it's a, it's a Christmas book too. It is. So. so it's exciting. So that's, I could have given it to her now. And normally we ju- we, we read a lot of books in our family, yeah. so it wouldn't have been unheard of, but I think reading it together with her over Christmas vacation mm. is going to be really fun. I, you know what I might, my daughter's 21, but she loves JK Rowling. Yeah. I just might be getting that book for yeah. her for Christmas. It's, it's really fun. I think you, I think everybody can appreciate the lost things. They've run into a lot of lost things. Mm. There's this one address book. 
you know, where this woman says, she'll want me back. You know, the lady that lost mm. her, she's been putting names in me for 60 years, but, um, oh, no. you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, oh, that's... there's a lot of things in the book that are funny. And, and at the very end, JK Rowling says all the things in this book may or may not be, um, references to things we've lost in our family. I, I, I totally get that because I am like one of these people where I can put something down or even worse, I say, oh, I got to put this in a place where I won't forget it. And then I put it in a place and promptly forget where I put it. So that's, oh my gosh. All right. Well, you know, this sounds like a great book and um, I don't think my daughter, even though she's 21, will be 21, doesn't listen to my podcast because she doesn't want to hear my voice anymore. So I might be getting that for her for Christmas. So, um, well, there you have it. That's Jenny's recommendation of a book that you should pick up off the shelf. And we have come to the end of another episode of Library Nerds with Words. I want to thank Jenny Kilpola, Communications Coordinator at Peter White Public Library, for coming back for the third time on the podcast and for being just the coolest nerd I share an office with. Come back next week when we will have a Library Nerds with Words first two guest nerds on the same podcast. Double the fun with Amanda from the Teen Zone and Ben from the Circulation Department. And I think that there's going to be a cheese tray involved in that. So that will be another first for Library Nerds with Words. But until that time, everyone, stay nerdy. Thank you for listening to Library Nerds with Words, Peter White Public Library's weekly podcast giving you the word on what's cool at the library. The theme for the podcast is Happy Clappy by John Bartman, used courtesy of Pixabay. This episode was written and produced by Martin Ackett's and sponsored by Peter White Public Library. Until next week, pick up a good book, listen to some good music, watch a good movie, attend a great event, and remember, library nerds are the coolest people around.